Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Still tracking down Brian Haney here, voice of the Jayhawks. We'll get him on uh, once we connect there. Congratulations to Andrew in Wichita for the hockey tickets and Ice Tea, the Wichita Thunder and HTO, West and East. Happy to do that for everybody. We'll continue to do that here uh, really for a while because we can and it's fun and we appreciate everybody tuning in. Hey, by the way, real quick, uh, so speaking of the Wichita Thunder, uh, this week, or at least the first couple days of the week, uh, the All-Star break for the ECHL, the ECHL All-Star game was in Virginia on Monday. Uh, Braden Watts from the Wichita Thunder was the representative uh, from the Thunder in the All-Star game, so that was pretty cool. That game was on the NHL Network uh, on Monday night, and uh, so yeah, we're kind of like in that midway point uh, of the hockey season. How, how are things standing now at the midway point of the hockey season? Yeah, really good. Uh, so the Thunder in second place in the division uh, behind Idaho. Uh, the Idaho Steelheads are um, not only in first place in the division, but first place in the conference and actually first place in the league. They're a really, really good team. Uh, but the Thunder in second place right behind them. Uh, Idaho actually came into town a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the Thunder, they were able to get a victory um, against the Steelheads, which you know Idaho had not really uh, shown that they're you know they're going to lose very often at all, uh, but the Thunder able to get a victory when the Steelheads were in town a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, it's a big homestand this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, and then uh, the Thunder go on the road for a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, it's good so far. The Thunder winning. I think the record is uh, twenty one thirteen and three, uh, and so yeah, they're they're in second place and looking good. Uh, it's fantastic. Get out to the games. They'll be fun. Go on us this weekend. We'll give away some more tickets, uh, as well. And just go because live hockey is amazing. It is no matter where you're at. Live hockey is awesome. Um, so Jerome Tang before last night's game, uh, took the path that so many have tried to navigate before and to stop the vulgar chance of K-State fans and students. Mostly, uh, didn't work. There were plenty of those. Uh, there were some great signs in the crowd. We'll leave it at that. A lot of college kids having fun at that game. After the game, Tang brought it up again. And, you know, says he really hopes that, you know, you don't have to degrade one team to celebrate your own. And and the the interesting part of this is he, he really does believe it. I think everybody knows he really does believe it. It's a part of his character. And it's a part of his character that I think everybody appreciates. Again, 
seems to be a perfect fit in Manhattan. And, you know, I think it's a fine discussion to have from his standpoint, as long as it doesn't get to the point of, like, unrealistic expectations. If you wanted to continue the discussion to sort of rebrand things, that that can be done, I think, and and be a comfortable conversation. But if it ever gets to the point of, like, animosity— that, that gets a little bit weird. Again, you're not going to keep these kids from having fun at the basketball game. You're definitely not going to keep them from doing it if you keep talking about it. That's just going to make them do it more. But it's not going away. It's a tradition. Traditions are hard to break. And whether you think it's a, you know, a, a tradition that's worth keeping, that's fine. But let's be realistic with it, right? And And sometimes I think the minority gets amplified. We see it all over life, and that's probably the case here. I would— highly suspect that it is a much smaller percentage of the overall crowd that goes down this road. Again, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's I think it's fun and I want college kids to have fun and and you know be respectful is probably not the right word because I think a lot of people would think that's not respectful, but it's it's a college uh heated basketball gym where you're trying to take down your rival. I do think it bothers KU fans, and I think K-State fans know that it bothers KU fans, and that's why they continue to do it. Being lectured is never going to be the right path, but we'll talk about that more in the second hour because I do think it's interesting now with the with the perspective of Jerome Tank. But we are happy to welcome in now the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks for a little reaction. Brian Haney joining us on Sports Daily. Brian. It's that time. Sports Daily getting all the inside information on the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's go now to the voice of KU, Brian Haney. One heck of a round one felt like all body blows in that game as both teams are probably feeling it this morning. And we got K-State winning that one 83-82. I know you guys are chomping at the bit to return the favorite Allen Fieldhouse, but that was was pretty electric last night uh, watching from the outside. Yeah, no doubt. Really good atmosphere. Two great teams. was proud of our guys' resilience. You know, you foul out 60% of your starting lineup, and you still have a chance to win it both at the end of regulation and on the last possession of overtime. Certainly disappointed that they had the turnovers that they did in those moments. Very un Dewan Harris-like to think that we didn't get off a shot uh, with, with the two turnovers in both of those instances. But uh, to see what Jalen Wilson did, putting the team on his back, to see what K.J. Adams was doing before the foul trouble set in, uh, I was so impressed. So, you know, credit K-State. They obviously made some huge plays down the stretch. But uh, you know, our guys, I thought, showed a lot of heart, toughness, and grit. And on a day when we didn't do much uh, well in terms of uh, taking care of the ball, or 6 of 29 from three, to still be in position to get a win uh, in, in a hostile environment like that against a really good team, I think should let Jayhawk fans feel comfortable and confident that, hey, this team's going to be all right. I mean, that that was, uh, you know, tremendous effort to be so close on a night when you didn't have much going for you. And uh, certainly tough whistles all around, but to foul out 60% of the starters and still have a chance and probably should have had more of a chance, quite frankly, considering K-State was possessing the ball, laying out of bounds with just under two seconds to go, and they didn't see it. So um, definitely disappointed, but uh, like I said, give them a ton of credit. And obviously very impressed with Jerome Tang and what he's quick, quickly building very, very impressively there at K-State. Brian, what more can you say about Jalen Wilson? Played the entire game, didn't come out, 
career high in points, um, took a lot of shots, but that's kind of what the Jayhawks needed. Uh, talk a little bit just about his effort uh, in putting the team on his back when they needed him the most. Well, I think what's so impressive to me was he opened the game 0 for 5, and we're thinking, uh-oh, you know, is, is he going to be in a funk all night tonight? But he had the confidence to keep taking those shots, keep forcing the issue, hit a couple of big first-half threes that got the lid off for him a little bit. And then in a game where so much of it was what Bill Self likes to call take them ball on both ends of the floor where, you know, you get the ball to your best player and, and he sees a gap to drive and he goes after it, tries to take them off the bounce, uh, then, you know, that was – catering perfectly to Jalen's game. He did a great job in forcing the officials to make so many of those foul calls. And then once he got to the stripe, he goes 11 of 12. And, and a lot of those were with really tired legs playing all 45 minutes. A couple of them barely crawled in, but he got him in. And, you know, again, you go back to the ifs and buts of the game. K.J. Adams was so brilliant for us, but he was 5 of 10 for the free throw line. He hits even one more of those in regulation. We're probably talking about a different outcome, but Jalen found a way to hit his when he was just so tired and exhausted. And uh, as you said, you know, really, you know, threw a, a lot of uh, weight on his shoulders throughout the night. He did put up 25 shots to get those 38 points, but I, I think they were all shots you'd want him taking because clearly he was the guy that had it going the most on a night when K-State made it tough on us early. He was the guy that showed poise, and you know, you're down 14 in a tough environment. He kept huddling up the troops, telling them, "Hey, we've been here before. We, we rallied back from down 16 at the half here last year. We've been in hostile environments before. We just went to Mizzou uh, a month ago and, and performed so well." And he was that calming presence in the huddle. So, give him a ton of credit. I hate it that his new career high comes in a loss, but the fact that his best day in scoring started with maybe his worst start to a game 0 for 5 in recent memory shows a lot about his self-confidence and intestinal fortitude to rise up above that and still have a whale of a ball game. Yeah, it was it was impressive to see that. I, I want to ask you strategically on the other side. I was talking to Brian Haney here, voice of the Jayhawks, just hours really after round one of the Sunflower Showdown. Early on, and they did this a lot throughout the game, Marquise Noel was on Grady Dick. I thought that was interesting and a real opportunity for KU. It worked, though, for Jerome Tang. What did you see there? Did you expect KU to exploit that a little bit? And I know Dick didn't shoot the ball well from three last night, but I thought that was a really curious decision to give up that size there defensively. Yeah, we talked about it on a couple of instances early in the broadcast. Uh, I'd have to go back and, and watch the game. Uh, slow down and, and possession by possession to see how many looks he turned down. You know, it, a lot of times people just assume because you have a 12-inch height advantage, it's going to come easy. But when you've got a guy who's really quick and, and he's all up in your bubble, you know, on the catch, that, that can make you turn down shots, even with Grady's elite high release point and quick trigger. So I'd have to go back and see how much that frustrated him and, and where the shot selection came from. I remember a couple of shots where I really thought Grady kind of forced the issue a little bit. I know the final line wasn't good, one of eight and, and four of 13, but uh, I'm, I'm sure their strategy had a lot to do with that. But some of that also is just the, the growing pains that come with being a true freshman in a really tough league where you're a marked man. He just came off 21 points on five of nine threes the game before. And so, uh, yes, create a strategy by Jerome Tang for sure, but that's an elite-level player who's got as much – 
electric about his game, to quote Bill Self, in terms of the quickness and explosiveness, that that could more than make up for a one-foot height disadvantage. And so I'm sure that has something to do with it. But uh, the bottom line is Kansas found other ways to score. Kansas had a chance to win this game. If you would have told me or Bill Self that, that you got the ball tied on the last possession in regulation, despite all the foul trouble against a top 13 ranked team, you got a chance to win it. They take that in a heartbeat. If you would have told them you've got the ball down one with 12 seconds to go, you'd probably take your chances there too. Because again, we've talked about this, Bill Self's 83% in one possession games at home, now 55% in one possession games on the road. You take your chances. And usually coming out of a timeout, he's able to draw up plays to get the ball where you want it to go. And in this instance, though, you know, Bobby Pettiford's the pitch man, and he's not been in that spot a ton, but Kansas was forced to use three seldom-used players when it comes to crunch time moments in, in that late-game scenario, and it, it just didn't quite go where they wanted it to go. And the DeWan Harris, you know, two turnovers are just – such an anomaly compared to what we've seen out of him over three seasons as a key guy for Kansas. So you hope you can chalk those up to, you know, one off for him and he's right back at it. I know Bill Self fell on the sword and took all the responsibility afterwards, which is, is so noble of him to do. You expect nothing less from the Hall of Famer. But but those are a couple of plays where Juan would tell you, I mean, that's that's a pass he can't make with Zuby that high and, and seeing the defender get his hand in the passing lane and then obviously, you know, just trying to make something happen there in overtime and, and, and lost control. But like I say, Kansas probably should have gotten the ball back uh, with a little bit of time left on the clock and they didn't. But bottom line is we had our chances and we didn't come through. They'll learn from it. They'll be better for it and, and hopefully get a chance to, to get some payback in a couple of weeks. Brian, I thought it was notable that the game-winning play for the Wildcats in overtime was an out-of-timeout lob to Keontae Johnson when we know that that's kind of a Bill Self special, right? Out-of-timeouts, setting up a lob. Uh, but the Wildcats did it, and it won the game for them. Uh, and, and speaking of Keontae Johnson, we were talking about it earlier in the, in the hour in the show, uh, just about how big that guy is, how beefy he is, uh, and just when he, when he matches up against you know, several of the Kansas players, like there's that big size disparity. He looks like a linebacker. I noticed it, uh, I think, the most when he was matched up against Zach Clements in overtime. Uh, but talk a little bit about watching him in person and what he was able to do for the Wildcats. Well, he's a special player and a tremendous story. You know, that was a play where, the, you're talking about the alley-oop in overtime, where Jalen Wilson got beat. And uh, Jalen had done a really good job for the bulk of the night in, in trying to play without fouling. And then there was a ticky-tack foul uh, when we'd taken a two-point lead with about 110 to go uh, on Jalen that, that led to them getting a free throw and a little bit of momentum. And then there's that breakdown right there. And those, those two plays in the last 70 seconds were huge. But you're talking about a, a defender that had played 45 minutes, you know, trying to body up on a, on a guy that good. And, you know, if we had KJ in the game, he would have been able to, to help, you know, in, in, in sliding on the back line there with some additional protection perhaps. But you've, you've again got guys on the floor that aren't typically out there in that moment, and Jalen had some tired legs. That's not to try to make excuses, but we're trying to see how the play broke down. And Bill Self, I think, w without throwing anybody under the bus, talked about how they typically defend that and, and how they should have seen it coming. So it wasn't for lack of, of going over it or player awareness. I think that's just a deal where – it's it's fatigue factoring in and, and give Keontae all the credit in the world and Jerome Tang for making a great play call. 
he still had enough life left in his legs to, to get that ball barely up over the rim. He's a great player, though, and, and um, obviously he's made an immediate impact in our league as a top three scorer in the league, and hopefully he'll get his one shining moment you know, throughout this season and postseason to really leave his, his imprint on the K-State program. You know, it sounds like he could come back for an additional year, but nobody really expects him to because they expect him to try to move on to try to make some money after this year. But uh, certainly you got to be impressed with a guy who was away from basketball for almost two years and and comes back and and has this type of impact on a program that's very quickly thrusting itself into the nation spotlight. So I give Coach Tang a ton of credit. And, and, you know, you look at the way he built that roster up with only a handful of, of carryover players, one really good one in Noel, but most everybody else is brand new. And uh, Tomlin, to me, looks like a future pro. I know our coaching staff was comparing him to the Raptors all-star forward Siakam in terms of his length and what he can do so skilled with that size. Uh, And he, in the first half of the game, I I thought at times, you know, looked like one of the most dynamic players on the floor. Kansas did a pretty good job on him the rest of the way. And so while we're talking about defensive breakdowns or key on who defensively, Hey, Kate did a pretty dang good job on Noel. I mean, you know, he, he has one bucket until a, a breakaway layup after a live ball turnover late, late, late in the game. Is still held well below his average. Did a pretty good job of taking Tomlin away for the bulk of the second half. So I think there were a lot of good things in there as well. But Keontae gets the last laugh, and he deserves it. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to pay him back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that was interesting on Noel. I thought they did a good job there. I, I wonder – Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks, joining us about the bench now for KU. I I think that that was a unicorn-type game as far as the fouls. I think that got away from the officials when both teams got so aggressive late. But it did present a challenge for KU when three starters go down. You know, they seem to have depth with Yesifu and Pettiford in the backcourt, but in the frontcourt, we still don't really know. K.J. Adams has been so good, but... There's just not a lot coming in behind him. And if that presents itself again in any other game, what can KU do, do you think, to to provide a little bit more depth down low? Well, it's a tough spot to be in, Jacob, because this league does not afford you any nights where you get an extended lead and you can just empty the bench and give real game action to guys like Ernest Uday, or MJ Rice. You've got two McDonald's All-Americans that haven't sniffed the floor in a couple of weeks. The only action that we've seen Ernest get in league play was one second of defense on an inbounds play at the end of the game versus Oklahoma State. Literally one second in league play. And MJ barely has a little bit more because you know he's, he's dealt with three different absences in November, December due to COVID, a back injury. Uh, he had, he had kidney stones issue i mean all kinds of crazy stuff you couldn't predict and as we talked about on previous episodes you know you got to enter that bill self circle of trust right but in order to do that it's not just what you do in practice it's what you do in games and tell me other than west virginia where we had you know a sizable lead but then our starters weren't closing out that game the last six and a half minutes we struggled to get a field goal in morgantown so self kept his starters in and mj wasn't available that day due to a back flare-up that happened. But tell me when else Self has had a comfortable enough lead, you know, to, to throw some, some rookies in there that haven't, you know, scratched otherwise in league play. It's, it's, it's a tough spot. It's, it's an embarrassment of riches. you got two five-star guys that you haven't had a chance to play. 
but it's a brutally tough league where there's not what there used to be when, you know, back in the old day of Big 12 North, Big 12 South, and you count on about six wins a year from Colorado, Nebraska, and, you know, back when, when K-State struggled more, you know, you, you had built-in significant portions of your schedule, like 33% of your league, where you knew those were going to be blowout games and you could get younger guys some run. There is none of that in today's Big 12 conference. And so I feel for Coach Self, and I feel for those two young men because I know that they, they want to be out there. But it's, it's just not a good situation right now. And I don't think Coach Self thought that baptism by fire in that environment with the game on the line was the right place to throw in Ernest or, or ask too much of MJ. So, you know, it would be my hope that at, at some point in the next couple of weeks there could be more opportunities for those guys um, to where they, they get some kind of experience, some kind of tangible game action to point to and draw from so that future opportunities can come their way. Because last night you would have loved to have had a more confident and experienced MJ or Ernest to throw in there. But uh, Bill Self just hasn't been afforded the chance to get those guys in just yet. All right, Brian, uh, rest up because no rest for the weary. Saturday against TCU is going to be good. And we know you guys will have a great broadcast on the call again. Thanks so much, fellas. Always a pleasure to be with you. And certainly enjoy getting the good night's sleep in my Mattress Hub mattress. It's a purple mattress, believe it or not. Hate saying that after the loss last night. But it's the brand with the best night's sleep. The coolest uh, mattress I've ever had. It helps my back as a former athlete, and it's it's something that uh, has revolutionized the way I sleep. So get a new mattress as I did at the Mattress Hub. You can find them online at the mattresshub.com website. Wichita owned and operated. The whole company, which is all across the Midwest, started right there in Wichita. So support them today. Guys, thanks so much, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. And uh, a revenge game, perhaps, a redemption game, perhaps, in a couple of weeks in the border showdown, KU and K-State. Can't wait for that. All right, there goes Brian Haney. Always appreciate those visits. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Wichita State Athletic Director Kevin Saul will join us as we roll on the midweek edition of Sports Daily. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. O'Reilly 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.